Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Well, good morning, everybody. It is Friday, April 7th. 2023, and I am here to talk with you today about how you can hear or how you can tell the difference between angelic inspiration and your mind. A lot of people have asked me, how do you know what your angel sounds like? How do you know that you're not just imagining things? How do you know who is talking to you? And I'll tell you, it's I'm not going to say it's easy to tell the difference, but I've talked about this in the past. If you put me in a room and you blindfold me and tell me that I'm not to use my hands or just tell me to close my eyes and not look, and people walk into the room and say hello to me, I will know without a doubt, if it's someone that I know, I'll know who they are. If you bring in a stranger I've never heard before, I will probably either stumble, stutter, or just outright say, I don't think I know this person. Even if someone tries to disguise their voice or sound, you know, maybe change their accent a little bit, I probably would know who they are. Some of that's because it depends on how well I know the person. But some of it is because um, you know someone with your heart as much as you know them with your physical self. Sure, if you see, if I see my husband, I'm going to know my husband's walked in the room. But I might know him before I see him because I know the kind of energy he puts out. And I know that everybody doesn't feel other people's energy or sense their auras. And part of the purpose of this show is to explain to you how the angelic realm works. For me, I can't tell you. I mean, every, it's going to be different for everybody. The first book that I wrote is true stories about angelic experiences and experiences with others that I'm in the process. I'm going to revise the book and make it a larger print, and I'm going to take out all of the other stories. It's just going to be about angels or angel interventions or things that I perceive to be angelic interventions. However, my book does have a few stories where Jesus himself interacted with me, and I want to put those in the book because there are some who claim that Jesus is an angel because we're all children of God. Whether Whatever your belief is on that is up to you. Um, I just think that Jesus is a very special person. He's very special to me, that's for sure. And when I hear Jesus speak in my head, and I know it's 
in my head. It's not a, in my mind, I can hear the voice as clearly as you can hear my voice right now. But when I'm listening, and a lot of times I don't, I'm not asking, please come talk to me. Although lately I have been asking my angel Cyril to come and give me some answers about a health issue. And Cyril tends to be rather quiet. So I just ask him to point me toward the things that will help me. And he has been. It's been a slow, slow process, but it's there. I know my angel Harriet. Well, I met four angels the first time after as an, as an adult. I'd known a lot of these angels as a child, but as an adult, I've had to reacquaint myself with them. And the first four that came to me were Jonathan, Harriet, Michael, Alexander, and Harriet. I think I may have said her name two or three times, which tells me that she is really close to me and she's helping me to give you the right answers that you need. Whenever you keep repeating an angel's name, that angel is very near. It's kind of like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. However, just like I wasn't intending to say Harriet so many times in the same sentence, I did. And that was telling me that it's important to acknowledge her because Harriet came to me last, the day that I met my four angels, first four. But she's always been with me. She has been with me since before I was born. And I did ask her yesterday about past lives. I and my husband and I have differing thoughts on this. He doesn't believe that we have ever lived a past life. I believe that my younger son and I were once father and daughter. I also believe, and he also believes this, but we also believe that we were once brother and sister. We don't know times ago that was. Someone once told me that the reason I'm having issues with my health, which is a skin issue, um, I've had several different doctors call it several different things. No one's ever tested me specifically for this thing to see if it's eczema or psoriasis, or as one doctor said, Alice. Another one called it um, stress-related dermatitis, whatever. My point is, I've been asking to find out how I can... Stop it. And sometimes it helps to know where it started to learn how to stop it. So I've been asking Harriet specifically and my angel, Cyril, who is my health angel, my healing angel. And I've gotten nothing yet, but I will eventually. But two people have told me that it stems back to a past life. One said that it was when I was... Uh, five lifetimes ago, I was the father to a daughter who could not get married, and I became abusive. And then yesterday, I did a Healy session with Beth Michelle over at Timeless Wellness Medicine, and past life came up again as me feeling helpless and out of control and humiliated. And five lifetimes ago, if a lifetime is an average of 70 years, 
than five lifetimes ago would and and you know people live longer people live shorter but five times 70 is 350 so if you do the math um 350 years ago would have been in the 17th century 1673 to be precise and if I was a father of a daughter, that my goal would have been to get her married, to increase my estate, because that's how it was done back then. Um, I guess I got very angry if, if the past life issue is true. I have begun doing the Opopono. Um, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. But I also yesterday realized that I need to not seek forgiveness, but I need to forgive them from where I am today to where I was as my spirit five lifetimes ago in the 15th or 16th century, I mean 16th or 17th century. I need to forgive myself, and I have 100%. So how do you know the difference between angels and whether it's your imagination i do go into this in my book a lot there's one story called miss t and marge p where i kept thinking i need to call marge i need to call marge throughout the day i would think this for two weeks and every time i thought it i discarded the thought because i didn't know marge that well and i didn't really know what i would say to her i had no reason to call her and i thought that i had to have a reason. I didn't think that just, hi, how are you, is enough reason, or just, hello, I've been thinking of you. So a friend of mine, and now bear in mind, this was more than 30 years ago, before the cell phone was ever in uh, conceived. Maybe it had been conceived, but it hadn't been created. And people needed to use long distance that they paid for in order to make phone calls. A friend of mine from out of state called me and said, Mary, you need to call Marge P. And I told her that I thought it was very strange that she would say that because I'd been thinking of calling her for two weeks, but just never did because I had no reason to call her. She said, you don't need a reason. God knew that you were being hard-headed, so he told me to call you. Now, some people would say that's an angel, an earth angel. She was delivering a message from God. And that's a lot of what the angels do is deliver messages. When I met Jonathan Michael Alexander, I had had a very hard day. I was very unhappy. And the way I deal with my unhappiness or dealt with it at that time was to take a long, fast bike ride until I could barely walk. Then I came home and I showered and I started cleaning out my closet. And when I did, my 14-year-old son came in to check on me because that's the way he was. That's the one who was with me that he was once my father. He came in to check on me, and he noticed that my closet was empty. Everything was on the bed except for a tiny box that was wrapped in green paper that had fish on it. He asked me what it was, and I said, well, it's a little angel. It's a gift we bought for Granny. But we remember we decided to give her three little angels instead. So I kept this one in case I needed it. He said, looks like you need it now. And I said, no, that's not what I meant. He said, Mom, trust me, you need to open that box. 
So I did. I knew what the angel looked like. It was a little Christian cherub, little fat angel, flowers in its hair, making a halo. And I just, I sat down next to my son and I opened the box. And as I started to open it, I said, little angel, what's your name? And I heard Alexander in a very soft, masculine voice. And I said, that can't possibly be true. I know an Alexander, and that's not what an angel's name is. And that same voice, Xander, and I am one of your angels. And I thought, hmm, interesting. One of my angels, you say. Are there more angels with you? And I heard, I'm here. My name's Michael, but I'm not the archangel. I'm Michael your angel. And his voice was a little um, heavier, but it was filled with laughter and joy. I heard, and I'm here, I'm Jonathan, deep baritone voice. And my son looked at me and he said, Mom, what is going on? You are absolutely glowing. And I said, man, I just met three angels. And he said, you need to write that down. That's important. Write it down. And I said, okay. And so I started um, writing a a poem, basically, about Jonathan, Michael, and Alexander. It was almost finished. And then I heard, hey, what about me? My name's Harriet. And then all of a sudden I had this image of Scarlett O'Hara, but not played by the actress. It was my angel Harriet wearing a beautiful Southern Belle type dress that rustled as she walked down the stairs. And Harriet was rushing down the stairs. And over the years I've learned that Harriet has been with me since before I was born, which goes back to my earlier statement. I have met other angels and they all sound different names. Come into my mind. They come into my head as thoughts uh, random. I remember once I took a spiritual fast, I guess you could call it. I, I had gone for some healing. I went to a Reiki practitioner and she recommended very strongly that I take a weekend away from home. Well, I didn't want to take a weekend away from home. I wanted to take a weekend away in home. So I told my husband I was going to save him a couple of hundred dollars and not go on a retreat at the beach, but I was going to go on a retreat at home. And that meant that I would require him to take care of all of his meals and I would take care of my own. I would pre-prepare them and have them where I could either have him deliver them to my room or I would just um, step out and briefly microwave them or eat them raw, depending on what the food was. So I sat down in that room. I did a lot of napping, but I did a lot of meditating. I did a little reading. I did a lot of journaling. And while I was in that room, I met an angel named Raquel. I spell it R-A apostrophe Q-U-I-E-L. 
Other people have told me that it's R-A-K-I-E-L. It doesn't matter how you spell the name because you can spell my name M-A-R-Y or you can spell it M-A-R-I or you can call it Marie, M-A-R-I-E. Um, I'll figure it out. And the angels figure it out too, no matter how we spell their name. But I was instructed, it was R-A apostrophe Q-U-I-E-L. And Rakio is one of my very special spiritual angels. And I have angels named Andre, James, Jamie, Jimmy, Jim, believe it or not. I have an angel named Tiffany. My husband also has an angel named Tiffany, but they're different angels, or they take different roles with each of us. I have many angels, and I have not gotten all of their names yet. As they come to me, I may blurt them out throughout the show, but I know the sound of their voices, the images they present to my mind. I understand them very clearly. Just as I understood my mother's voice, my sister's voices, my brother's voices, my dear friends. I think about people that have passed on and I still remember their voices and their demeanor when they were alive. But what is the difference between angelic inspiration and your mind? If it's in your mind, if it's your imagination, you may think about it briefly and forget it. If it's angelic inspiration, you cannot forget it. You cannot let it go. It is, for all practical purposes, a nagging voice. And I will tell you, the first book that I wrote, Go With Angels, took me 40 years. I started writing the stories thinking one day I'll put it in a book. One day I'll get this published. But I always thought that I had to have all my stories together in one place before that could happen. So it didn't happen for 40 years until a friend challenged me with, you're just scared to publish. Well, I had been rejected by traditional publishers for years, so much so that I quit querying them trying to get agents or publishers to work with me. So I decided to publish this book myself. I had my friend Jennifer help me design the cover and help me lay it out. And I printed it myself through Be Unique. A lot of my uh, sales prices, you know, proceeds from my sales go back to Be Unique. And within two weeks of my writing Go With Angels, I had this thought while I was chatting with a niece of mine you need and see when, when it's a thought from my imagination it's I need I want I, I want to do this I'd like to but if it's a voice from the angels or the spirit realm for me it comes through as you must you need or I want you to And so while I was talking with my niece about my next book that I was going to work on, I heard the voice. I want you to write a book about angels for children. And I thought that was a piece of cake. Writing the book is easy. Illustrating it, not so much. So I still thought I'll write the book and I won't worry about the illustrator. It'll come when the time comes. 
Then I spent two weeks writing eight lines of garbage. They, they were, I don't even know what I was thinking to write the words. They just weren't, they didn't gel. They didn't feel good. So I got into meditation one day and I said, look, dude, because I call Gus dude a lot of times. And Gus stands for God, universe, spirit, source. It doesn't matter if you say Yahweh, Allah, Father God, God of Abraham. It doesn't matter if you say dude. God knows who you're talking to. And when I have a conversation with my husband, I don't always say, hey, Curtis, this is the way I'm going to start my conversation. I'll just go and say, hey, can we talk? And I do that with God, too. But I, that day I said, dude, we need to talk. You told me you wanted me to write a book about angels for children. But you're withholding the words from me. I can't seem to get the words to come out at all. And I heard as clearly as day, and I knew the voice. The voice was not one of my typical angels. It was a a very commanding voice. And it said, paint the pictures and the words will come later. And immediately I challenged that because I tend to challenge a lot of things. I'm not a painter. And he said, that's what Michelangelo told me once. So... I wasn't going to argue with that kind of rationality. I started painting. And this was, like I said, two weeks after publishing Go With Angels. I started painting pictures of angels on the 1st of November. And on Christmas Day, I got a call from my son. And we were talking about life and my book and how the sales were going and whatnot. And then he said, well, show me some of the pictures that you've been painting. And I did. And he said, those are not bad for someone with absolutely no training and very little God-given talent. And I said, oh, I don't know. God might disagree with that. He told me I was talking like Michelangelo, so we'll see where we go from here. He said, well, have you ever thought about using artificial intelligence to create your paintings? Like, well, no, because I don't know how. I wouldn't know where to start. Well, he gave me the name of a couple of programs online that I could use, and I started using them. My imagination and a program called Mid Journey created the pictures in my angel book, which has 40 people on the wait list. I've already mailed out the first dozen copies and expect more sales to be coming in very soon. I know that... um, Ten of those books are going to be given away at MetaFest. Well, not given. They they were sold. They were prepaid for. I have given some of the books away, and I will continue to give them to little free libraries, and I will continue to give them to organizations like Hindi's Library that make a difference in this world. And if you don't know who Hindi's Library is, please check them out. Be Unique wrote an article about them several years back. Just go to hindyslibrary.org and learn about the amazing work they do with books and children who don't have books. So within four months, now bear in mind, my first book took me 40 years. But four months after I had the idea, I want you to, paint, I want you to write a book about angels for children. Four months later, I had copies of the book in my hand 
and was mailing them out. And maybe two weeks into the, toward the end of that four-month period, I had a thought about writing a book called A Journey with Angels, which I am working on now. And it is a guided meditation or spiritual journey that helps you learn about angels, but also helps you write and journal your thoughts. So the difference between angelic inspiration and your mind comes down to if you can't shake it, I think it's an angelic inspiration. If you can't remember it, it was your imagination. Now, my, my husband looked at my angel book for the first time after I had a copy in my hand. And he flipped through it and he got to the very back page, which is a black and white page that children can color on. And he said, did you intend for this to look like Jacob? And I said, no, I didn't. Story about Jacob in Go With Angels, but I'll tell you briefly. Jacob was my son, my grandson, my firstborn's firstborn. And his grave marker says, born an angel. Jacob was stillborn. And Jacob has never been held in my arms, but he's been held very tightly in my heart. And I have a few stories in there. They're all they're very short, and every one is under the one title, Jacob. I don't think it's more than a page long. They're very quick little stories about him tucking me in at night and him coming to tell me that he's glad he's a spirit so he can visit me more often than he would be able to as a physical child, a physical boy. But Jacob was born about 19 years ago, stillborn. And when I look at the picture of the boy that I created, AI, picture of a boy who is an angel with a dog. And it looks so much like Jacob's younger brother, Zachary, that it's mind-boggling. And Curtis thinks that Jacob is the one who steered my creation of this book. And he very well may have been. I hear voices in my head. And everybody doesn't hear angels, but you can tell if they are near by whether you see, feel goosebumps or see certain numbers on the clock or the microwave or a license tag in front of you. The numbers in sequence all have messages for you, for all of us. I guess this brings me to the end of my show. I can't think of anything really more to say, but I am going to run a quick little commercial here and uh, see if I can think of anything else to say about the difference between angels and the voices in your head. If you're looking for something different to do on Saturday, April 22nd, drive on over to Merritt Square Mall in Merritt Island for MetaFest. It's fun and educational, but best of all, it's free. Parking, admission, everything is free. It's an indoor fundraiser for the charity Be Unique. And trust me, it's as unique as it sounds. 
MetaFest brings together like-spirited entertainers and experts who will restore your sense of wonder. Vendors represent everything from A to Z. Literally, acupuncture to Zumba is all at MetaFest. They even have a special area just for children. For more details, call or text 321-417-4309 or email connect at beunique.org. And that's spelled C-O-N-N-E-C-T, the at sign, B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. I'll be there with my friends, the Medieval Gypsies, and hope to see you there, too. Come on out to MetaFest. Well, thank you for that message, honey. Um, honey Smith-Walls is one of our amazing voice volunteers. And I guess I'm just going to end the show here because I can't think of anything else to say. But I will say this. If you have any questions about angels or if you to angels and they speak back to you or a combination of the above and you'd like to be a guest on this show, email me at authormarybrotherton at gmail.com or just reach out to me through beunique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Until next Friday, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to Mary at BeUnique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.